0: Donkey Kong and worship Kyle Jensen and Anthony Locke strike back video games and more. This is video games and the Christian part two. This was meant to be fun. Hopefully it is for you to listen to and hopefully it's helpful too. Kyle and Anthony, welcome back to part two, uh, video games and the Christian. Have you guys played any video games yet today?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Uh,
2: a couple minutes,
0: just two minutes, maybe five. <laughs> what game did you play, Anthony?
2: So this is, this is true confession time. True
0: confession time.
2: <laughs> uh, so I occasionally play Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, augmented reality game that.
0: So did you have to go to a park to do that, or something, or were you, did you find yourself like at the top of Council Crest? Not for today. a couple minutes. No. Not today. Okay. Um, have you guys ever played video games together?
1: Like me and Anthony together, or
0: yes,
2: no, no, we haven't.
0: Why not? Why or why not? That was my next question.
2: <laughs> well, for me, for a long time, a very long time, I, I swore off not just video games, but I, but any time in front of a screen. Now, this was this was a personal decision. I, I don't say this to be prescriptive, but um. Because of my intense time of gaming in high school, I realized I had wasted time. And so I I remember listening to a sermon by Steve Lawson as a podcast sermon. And he talked about the, uh, uh, he channeled Jonathan Edwards and he talked about the use of time and it, it just, it just destroyed me. So, um, destroyed you in a good way. Uh, some would say in a good way. It convicted
0: you of time wasting. Right. So so you're
1: it's We haven't gamed because of Steve Lawson. Jonathan Edwards, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's it's Steve Lawson's fault that you guys don't have a closer relationship. So it's not you're Anthony, say that, yeah. you're you're saying it's not personal to Kyle, Anthony, that it's just you you don't play video games with anyone.
2: Well, so I, I would occasionally play like a Super Smash Brothers game. So like, that's a game where you're all together in the same room and you're... Physically? Yep, yeah, physically yeah. in the okay. same room. And uh-huh. that's one of my favorite kind of childhood games. Um, but other than that, I've, I've I've just... I stepped away from that world.
0: Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll get to that. Um, what's the most popular video game right now in the world, in the universe, actually?
2: That's a really hard question to answer because there's like popular games for gamers so like maybe like a league of legends or something like that where it's like that's that's a game is that a baseball game it's a is it a moba a moba game yeah it's it's
1: called amoeba nope moba Uh m-o-b-a stands for what mobile online battle arena i think it's basically like five versus five um like basketball um no more like uh Five versus five tower defense type strategy game. It's like a strategy game.
0: Okay, so that's a big one. League of Legends.
2: Yeah, so this is a game where there's a lot of money. Like you can win millions of dollars of prize money, and the reason why the prize money is so high is because there's there's lots of eyeballs on this game. But if you're looking at say like people in our own church, you know, a game like for students maybe Roblox would be more popular or.
0: could uh should christian parents let their kids play league of legends
1: <laughs> um i wouldn't ban it um
0: like in our the, official church documents you wouldn't yeah, ban it yeah
1: i wouldn't put it in our statement of faith or anything like that hmm. um the community is def- the when i say the community i mean the people who play it it's known to be a pretty quote unquote toxic community um it's also, uh, I mean...
0: What does your avatar be... look like in the game?
1: I don't play it. Mm. Um, I would be okay with, like, my 16-year-old played it, but I wouldn't want, like, my 12, 11, 10-year-old playing it just cause... Hypothetical children. <sighs> just for no actually i have (laughs) um i mean you know when you're on an online game like that and people are playing and they're like really like people get like really angry and intense in a game like that and so i wouldn't necessarily want like my 10 year old um receiving the wrath of some some like 25 year old he's probably gonna be using some like unsavory language that i wouldn't want my kids to be reading but is donkey kong still pretty big
0: The game donkey kong just to play a lot of.
2: I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong is probably a universally recognized character by most people, but because there isn't a strong like online Mario world universe, I would say he's largely mostly popular with like people playing like a Nintendo Switch or something like that.
0: Maybe we'll do a part three just on Donkey Kong of the, <laughs> of the podcast. Although I am looking for what to entitle This podcast, part one was entitled Twitch is huge. I think that was your idea, Kyle. And, uh, so be thinking about what we should entitle this. I I would love it if it had something to do with Donkey Kong, but you know, we'll just see, see where things go. Uh, these are just introductory questions before we get to some of the questions from our loyal listeners. What is your favorite video game right now?
1: you want to go? you want to go?
0: I already stated it uh uh pokemon go yep uh mine would probably be
1: a game called dota 2 or nba jam not nba jam i'm not a sports game guy Mm. um dota 2 is always going to be up there as a game that i love so i'll go with that
0: and should christian parents let their kids play those games that you guys love
2: if my kids were old enough, I would definitely play with them. Um,
0: play Pokemon Go.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've like I've seen neighbors out during the pandemic with their kids. Uh, it's it's a for some gamers was Pokemon Go the first reason they had to go outside. <laughs> the game came out in 2016, so it's okay. been out for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and when it first came out, it, it was it was actually remarkable how many popular were. it was, and you would see people out playing like downtown Portland. There'd be people walking along the river there. Were, you could tell when an event was, ha- I, and I, I even now I can, I can tell when people are playing and it's, it's one of like the because top Because they five. almost get hit
0: by cars as they're crossing the street, looking at their device. Is that how you tell
2: everyone's doing the same motions with their fingers Interesting. in the game. But Interesting. Didn't a woman walk off of a cliff playing Pokemon go. Yeah, that's one reason why you might not want to play the game, but in moderation, (laughs) I think it works well.
0: I'll I'll look it up. Uh, But we're getting to some questions from our loyal listeners. With the upcoming metaverse, what advice do you have for non-gamers who will be introduced into these types of worlds at an adult age? What are some of the pitfalls that we can avoid? Maybe first tell us what the metaverse is for non-gamers.
1: I
2: actually don't know what the metaverse is. I'm pretty is. sure it was in Spider-Man. I'll lean on Anthony. All right, Anthony, what's the metaverse? So this is new territory for me too. So uh, the, the most prominent version of this, I think, is in Facebook's rebrand to meta. And they, I think, are hoping to kind of move into this digital space where uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, blockchain, Integrates concepts with social media to create like these highly interactive worlds online. Um, so I, I do think there are like, kind of different sorts of metaverses, and if you kind of read the news, there's actually all these articles about how people are trying to like buy real estate in different metaverses because you know if if you're if you're featured in a downtown. Metaverse and it becomes really popular, that might be like a, a good advertising space or a good business front. Is the currency in the Metaverse Bitcoin? Uh, there are all kinds of cryptocurrencies being out there. and In,
0: in the Metaverse?
2: In Metaverse, uh, there's the whole idea of NFT. I, there's this, it's just a whole... It's, it's like the wild west right now i think like the, it's it's kind of new technology that people are trying to get out in front of um but i think at its core it's basically like a like a virtual it, in its idealized form it's like a virtual reality world where you can maybe put on some vr goggles and then interact with other people and kind of just enter this digital space where you can um just kind of live an alternate life
0: so, so, what would be some advice that you have, particularly for non-gamers who might be like, okay, now that the metaverse is here is here, I'm going, I'm going in.
2: There's probably some caricatures of a metaverse where people would immediately think they're bad. So you think of like some dystopian novels, like uh, Fahrenheit 451 or Brave New World, and you know, part of why those uh, societies are the way they are is because they portray like these multi-sensory engaging worlds where you can just kind of go and you know be a part of a show or have this this kind of crazy experience and um kind of distract you from the things that really matter in life so a couple things that come to my mind is and not just with the metaverse but i think with any technology um anything gaming related i think people need to know themselves well and need to know like where they are prone to addiction or to mm-hmm. or to have their self-control be slowly eroded mm-hmm. and really get out in front of it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you know like so, like, you know, so I say, like, I play Pokemon Go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like That's not, is that the metaverse? It's not. A, it's, it's an augmented reality game. So, it, mm. it has some interesting dynamics that you wouldn't encounter in a, in a normal video game. But, like, say, like, on my iPhone, like, I, I have parental control set up so I can only play a certain amount of time. And Natalie has the password for that. Um,
0: but Natalie's your wife. Right. Not your parent.
2: Not my parent. But, but. I mean, the reason why there's so much money in video games and why we're talking about video games is, is because this isn't just a kid thing. Like it's like kids aren't paying these like $4 microtransaction in games to boost these revenues. Like, and when I was playing online games, I was playing mostly with people older than me. Like Hmm. it wasn't just a bunch of teenagers running around a game. Like it was, they were like always, I was almost always
1: playing with people older than me.
0: You guys were swinging above your weight, or I mean, you got Anthony here who had hundreds of thousands, or at least a hundred thousand views of one of your characters. Uh, Kyle here, who was uh, sponsored by Best Buy. Uh, I'm I kind of disappointed you weren't wearing any Best Buy like swag or had any for us. I uh, forgot it at home. Okay. Um, so so yeah, listeners, we should be paying attention to what these guys have to say. They they know the gaming world from the inside out. Um, we're going to move on from the metaverse. Uh, Jason Sudam said that girls play video games too. And last time we only said that boys play agree or disagree.
1: Um, it's funny in the last podcast, I remember you specifically Dan talking about boys playing and in my mind, I thought girls also play. So, uh, when you say we, I would like to not, lump myself in with that girls definitely do game i mean it's uh i think it's definitely more common for young men to game um but girls are starting to game more and
0: more for sure go ahead though anthony you had some thoughts on that one
2: yeah i just think you know back to the metaverse and also with girls in gaming you know uh virtual worlds just allow you provide an opportunity to present yourself in a fresh and kind of uniquely edited way so it's different than social media but in but in a lot of ways like people don't know your history people don't necessarily know what you look like and so it's a chance just to be in community uh you know if you're someone who struggles for for whatever reason in real life uh an online community with a digital avatar is is pretty it's it's an attractive idea and thought so I will say um, there are
1: certain gaming communities that are like crazy friendly towards um, like LGBTQ, things like that. Um, It seems like the gaming world, you know, I'm not saying whether this is good or bad, but um, people who maybe feel ostracized by society um, are prone to play games and find friends online. So...
0: Um, and you, when, that's not necessarily based on the last episode a good thing or a bad thing in of itself right what's that? that that dynamic that you just described Kyle is not a you would argue that it's not a good thing or a bad thing in of itself that people who feel maybe lonely or ostracized by society uh, tend to gravitate towards games
1: I, I mean I, I think we all everyone sitting at this table would agree that we would, um, love and desire for people that feel ostracized, um, to find their home in the church, find, um, God, the father as someone who they would want to come to find Christ as their savior and satisfaction. I mean, those are in, in that, um, they would seek out community first and foremost, um, with people who love them and are willing to get coffee with them face-to-face and not just accept their virtual avatar, but accept their um, person in all their being in, in the actual reality that we live in the physical reality that we live in. Um, so I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I would say that being said, um, I don't know if I would say it's positive or negative. I would have, I would probably just have to think about it more. Um, All I can say is uh, there are certain gaming communities like I think of like um, like fighting games, for instance, Um, like fighting games have a lot of like are very LGBTQ friendly, are very friendly um, towards people who um, I think are really angry um, towards traditional society. Um, And of course, we want, want those people to find their home in the church. Um, is it positive or negative or or neutral? Honestly, I'm not sure.
2: Anthony thoughts. Yeah. I would just say that online communities in general, uh, are, can be, can be attractive to people. So this is beyond the scope of this conversation, but I, I think there's a reason why, in some ways, women gravitate more towards social media. Um, So it's you know closer to a real version of themselves, but it's still an edited version of yourself. But there is an intense attraction to want to be seen a certain way, to be known a certain way. And so, in the video game world or in like a metaverse world, it's just it's just kind of that, but kind of like further abstracted from your real life, and you kind of have like a a true kind of clean start blank slate entering into that kind of world. That's
0: good. That's helpful. I appreciate your guys' thoughts there. David Fisher had a lot of helpful thoughts on um, video games. So he, he sent in some uh, some thoughts to me, and, uh, and then I'd love to hear if you guys have gotten any feedback from the congregation from episode one. Um, Twitch is huge. Uh, should we be concerned about how addictive video games are? I don't know if we really... We mentioned that maybe in passing in the first episode, but what do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I'll start. Um, absolutely, we should be concerned about how addictive video games can be. Yeah, you know, I said in the first episode one of the main. Why reasons- did you make
0: that distinction between uh, the way that they are and the way they can be? Just help me th- help, walk me through that.
2: Because there are a lot of things that I, can, I think can fit to that category besides video games, and so, and I think video games certainly can be addicting and there's even a a caricature and maybe and and certainly i think we we can all think of people in our lives who maybe got sucked in and have had a really hard time getting out or can't get out uh but that's not to say that all it's just not to say that all video games are bad um but yeah i, I think and, we and david you weren't saying that
0: if you're listening <laughs>
2: I think we should be concerned about how addicting games are because just like social media, um, video game designers have like human psychology and human behavior like down. Um, They're trying to make them addictive. They 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 do
0: better financially, right? The video game engineers are going to do better if the game is more addictive. They're not really so much. Or is it too broad of strokes to say they're not really thinking of ethical implications, just like we've learned about like social media?
2: I mean, I think I think game game creators just want to create a game that's compelling and that people mm. enjoy. And mm-hmm. part of that is, you know, related to what I talked about in the last episode, that people want to feel like they're growing in skill in something. They want to just feel like they're good at something. They want to do it with other people. And they want to be on mission. And so video games, you know, whether you're playing Tetris or you're playing a much more complicated game, like games start off easy. You kind of get the hang of things. Uh, but it's kind of engineered in such a way where like you won't really get discouraged from quitting. Like, it's not it its not like you face a level 50 boss and you're a level, level one, like little villager or something. Um, like, you have opportunities to get better and improve And and games as a whole you know they'll they'll reward you for making progress at kind of those incremental levels so um and and that's just compelling i mean that that kind of i think speaks to some of our our biggest desires we we want to get better we want to be known and recognized and um and that can be like a very uh addicting thing like because when you feel the pleasure of Growth and skill, like that, that does that does kind of hit your your dopamine uh, transmitters. You know that, that dopamine is released, and that's kind of the, the pleasure hormone. And so, like it, it feels good to get better at things. And games allow people, you know, in that whatever world's created, feel like they're getting better at something. And if you do it with other people, it's even better. So there is there is a science behind it, but uh, I and people should know how they work and I, I think there's ways to harness it in ways that are good but i mean you, you would be naive to go into playing video games and think you know there's there's no possibility of addiction or of really getting getting really into this game
0: but would you would you go a little further would you be a little more adventurous to say that and i'd love to hear maybe from you on this Kyle and then Anthony um, that there's actually a high probability that you'll get addicted to video games. Um I mean, you know, we could say that all all things can be addictive. I mean, you could get, I know Kyle, you went through a period where you were addicted to lollipops.
1: Yeah, my tongue was bleeding for weeks.
0: But uh but with video games, I mean, there has I mean, there's a lot of research that's gone into this. Um, that suggested that video games can change the chemistry of the brain and have a lot of objective harm and other negative effects in other areas of our life. Um, so do we need to be maybe more careful with video games than like say with with young with kids than we are with even maybe, I don't know, other forms of entertainment or activity. Because I, I guess at last, I th- I thought it was really helpful last episode where you compared uh, some of the benefits um, of video game play and some of the, or compared it to things like playing an instrument or sports. That was really helpful. But on, on the other side, do we need to be a little more leery of video games than, like it seems like my, my daughter's playing the violin a lot
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm concerned, but but video game might have a different effect, or is that just just stereotyping?
1: And cultural. Uh, I think there's a lot of things going on behind that question. I think there is... Video games can be super addictive, for sure. Um, And certain types and young minds are more easily... um, can more easily fall into the traps of the addictive gameplay loops or um, the dopamine um, effects of playing video games and getting rewards i don't think all video games are the same in how addictive they are just like um, all people who create video games um, don't have the same motives so If you're playing a game from a very big corporation like EA Games, for instance, they're going to care way more about sales. Um, There's going to be way more microtransactions and they're going to design their game to be hyper addictive. If you're playing some indie game like a little um, platformer called Celeste, um, the developers created it as a way um, to like communicate and, um, express, um, how they feel about depression in their travels going through depression. Um, now some people get super addicted to Celeste. And, uh, so all that being said, yeah, um, I, I couldn't comment on the science or the research or the changes in brain chemistry. I don't have the qualifications for that. Uh, I do pretend, (laughs) um, but I would say like as I as I think about the way um, kids get addicted to video games, I do think in some way it is similar to how a kid might get addicted to sports or football or well, I guess football is a sport or um, I was even thinking as you were talking about like um, young kids who just like get sucked into fantasy books and you can't pull them away from fantasy books. Um doesn't necessarily mean the author is trying to manipulate them as much as just write a really good story. Um, So I do think there is a a cultural aspect where um, video games can maybe be demonized and also like a kid can play way more even if um, say a kid loves games just as much as his friend who loves football like physically you can just play video games longer than football right. So there is a sense in which like you can stay up all night playing games you can't necessarily stay up all night. Um, Plank football so uh, i i guess there's just a lot of nuances to be made um but, but let's yeah.
0: let's go with that um scenario that you, i mean someone who played football a long time mm-hmm. um to someone who's playing video games both could be done socially so yeah. you could be building community in both areas one mm-hmm. is uh, getting physical exercise which we would argue most of the time is a good thing mm-hmm. totally uh, one is sedentary yeah totally. um you know, what, what would be some other, uh, other things that we could kind of compare contrast with those, what's those Anthony, feel free to weigh in here too. Or go ahead, Kyle. Well,
1: I was just going to say one thing, one thing that I at least think can be really harmful about video games is simply getting caught up into a real, like the reality that is not our physical reality, right. like becoming obsessed and addicted with something, um, that in some way, shape or form, like isn't as real as, um, the physical world around us. And of course, if you're training your brain to only connect with people, um, online and to only build community online. And I mean, I'm sure every like person has that like stereotypical gamer in their mind where they live in their parents' basement and they never get out and they have horrible social skills. And, um, Yeah, of course you don't. You don't want that. And um, playing football is going to be—you're not going to be prone to those those same things. Um, mm-hmm. So those are maybe some of the more negative
2: things that could potentially come from video games.
0: Okay, Anthony, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think one of the probably bigger differences, and it, again, it it depends on what kind of game you're playing, but the the reward feedback loop isn't as as a. Uh, engineered in football so like you're going to practice and then you play games like on friday nights or or maybe you do a tournament later um so in in some ways uh you know football might be a a better proxy for like what real life is like where you um you get concussions rewards rewards do come like more intermittently and uh and sometimes you can work really hard and and get crushed on the field Mm (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. Um, you know, football is a game generally where you have you need other people to even practice or play. But with video games, like Kyle was saying, there's just more opportunity to hop online with other people. Um, you don't have to be in the same space. You don't even have to be in the same time zone, and you can connect with people on that arena. Um, so, yeah. So I, I I do. Yeah, there there are some clear differences and just to underscore I wasn't saying like they're equivalent things they're just like in terms of growth and skill and doing that with with other people who, who you like or who are doing who have the same mission as you like that that I think is kind of the underlying thing that makes games um, of any kind uh, enjoyable because I mean football at the end of the day is kind of a set of artificial rules and you're you're kind of playing within the rules of that game to make progress Um and, and video games, are, it's, 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 just that except online, uh, desiring
1: God had a, had an article all about the idolatry in loving sports, which as I think about this conversation, ultimately my mind goes to like worship mm. and what are you worshiping? And so, um, whether it's video games or football,
0: you know, if, yeah. Good. And I think we found our uh, episode title, worship and video games. Worship. There you go. Huh? Cause that's what we want to bring it back to bringing everything under the Lordship of Christ Jesus. Um, you guys, did I already say this are back by popular demand? I just like that phrase for some reason, but, uh, back by popular demand, got a, more feedback on your all's episode than, uh, uh, many episodes that we've done in the past. So it was, if people really found it helpful in the congregation, we only have a few more minutes, uh, unfortunately, but we, you know, we could always do a trilogy, you know, would that be fun? Um, do game do games certain games go through trilogies like movies and uh books you got got popular trilogies and video games
1: yeah like uh one of the most popular games called dark souls there's one two and three
0: okay cool well um what what did we not talk about last time anthony that i would like to talk about No, i want you to list everything that we did not talk about. <laughs> yeah, that you would like to talk about. That we, If there's one thing to talk about that we did not cover last time, what do you think we should cover uh, when it comes to video games and the Christian?
2: I, I think a lot of this conversation has to do with how Christians think, like Christians, about leisure. Um, I think... If, if as a church and as disciples of Christ and people who are seeking to do good to one another, it would be really beneficial to think about um, the right place for leisure. You know, we live in a society where people work to play. Uh, People live for the weekends. And as Christians, we would say, you know, we don't live for the weekends. We don't live, you know, for the next raid you're going to do. If, if we're talking video games, like we live for Christ. And I think it would be beneficial to think through um, what is the role of leisure. You know, I, I think, um, and, and maybe that's it's just a separate episode. But I, I, I just, I think it's important for people to uh, recognize that God has, you know, given and assigned everyone responsibilities and, and stewardships that we are to, um, to, to manage well for, for the Lord. And at the same time, God has not called us to be workaholics. God has not, uh, you know, he, he gives us the Sabbath principle. We have weekends in our country, I think for a good reason. And, uh, I think it, it's helpful to think about what, what is the role of rest and leisure and recovery, and what can we enjoy, and you know what kind of enjoyment uh, kind of refreshes me to go back to the work I've been called to, versus what are some of the recreations or entertainments that actually uh, keep me from engaging in those other responsibilities God has given me. So I, I, th- I, and and leisure and and I think video games would kind of fall under that category. Would would not be as important as family and work and school and that sort of thing. And I, I I just think if as Christians we could we could speak more to kind of the fundamental discipleship issues that that would be a conversation that would include video games, but also would include I mean so much more television, social media, sports. I mean the, everything I think can be covered like in that category
1: yeah it's interesting you say that as i was walking over here and as i was thinking about some of the questions my mind was going to um how should christians think about fun and what role does fun play in their life which is very similar to what you just said um and so I, I would just almost agree with Anthony. Um, where does fun fit in? Where does leisure? Where does play? Where do these things um, fit in? Um, <clears throat> and is it a bad thing that our kids are playing and having fun and spending leisure on games more and more instead of uh, potentially outside? And um, I think uh, it could be bad. It could it could be, I don't know, I, I guess I haven't decided one way or the other but yeah i was just thinking about i was thinking about the same thing that and then um it's funny you want to title the uh the podcast video games in worship because i feel like we didn't talk much about worship but i was also just thinking about um the john calvin our heart is an idol factory thinking about um made in the image of God, just we are worshiping creatures. And I was just thinking about how this conversation about video games and comparing it with things like sports and thinking about youths where their minds are just so eager to glob onto things. Um, it really just speaks to what it means that we're created in the image of God and created as, uh, creatures who are just dying, just dying to worship something, whether it's video games or, or something else. So those are kind of the two things I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, just to riff off that, just, just briefly, um, I, and I don't want to open a can of worms. Um, I do think, you know, when people think about worship um, in relation to video games or just in general, uh, you know, I don't think most, most people who play games are not necessarily worshiping the game. Uh, oftentimes, games, and I think even sports, is, is, a, way to, is a way to exalt and worship self. Um, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of living life vicariously through your success in a game or through the success of your team on the field. And, um, so as you know, if you're a parent looking at a kid or a spouse looking at a spouse, uh, I think Kyle's right. Like this is ultimately kind of a worship, like where is my worth found? Where is like, where? Am I seen? Where am I known? Where like these like these are like these are worship. These are like justification kinds of questions um, that we that we're dealing with, and and so people play games because they want to know that they're okay at something with people. Um, uh, and I just want to uh, bring that out that the issue is is usually going to be a couple layers below. Like the expression, like whether it's games or something else.
1: Can I just one very last thing? Um, and the other thing, as he listened to you, is we oftentimes tend to separate worship and um, things like leisure. Like it's not like um, it's not like we're we're always worshiping and we can worship God through leisurely activities. Like like we don't have to just sing hymns and read the Bible to worship. Um, we're called to do all things in in faith. And that includes the things we do in leisure. So, um, playing video games could be a form of worship, just like playing football could be a form of worship, um, a step of faith to step back from your work and just enjoy the thing, the things that God has made. So
0: yeah, that's kind of a can of worms too, but that's really helpful. Um, thank you guys so much for taking some time once again, Uh, to on a sunny Saturday to talk about these things. Uh, So I trust that it will be helpful to people. And um, just any like last thoughts on uh, just quickly, if you are someone who's listening to this and you think a family member or you yourself our worshiping self through video games and you want to know like, should I go kind of the Anthony Locke route and kind of like swear them off or be more moderate? Just any words of wisdom or would you guys be willing to talk to 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 people in the church about this issue?
2: I would love to talk to people about this because I'm I'm very conscious that my decisions and my story are not are not prescriptive like i there there is liberty surrounding so much of the video game world and and something that you personally are going through or your family are going through may have a different solution um you know i would not be the person i am today without playing video games like i, I can just say that f- flat out um but not everyone's story will be my story. So I'm 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 very happy to talk to and think through things with students with adults. Yeah, I, this is again, it's sort of, this is not just a student conversation. This is um and male and female. And male and female. They're going to um, chase in Sudan. So happy happy to chat with anyone.
1: Yeah, you can find my email and number um, in the membership direct you. Jensen with a J. Jensen with a J. Uh, it is funny though me and Anthony both took um like significantly long periods of our life where we went totally without video games um we
0: were i'm doing that too
1: so uh yeah anyways you can totally reach out to me i'd be glad to chat so
0: you guys have been great there's people cheering right now We're gonna pause for a minute and uh, hear your all Super Bowl picks. So we're recording this prior to the Super Bowl. Uh, do you guys know who's playing in the divisional or in the uh, conference championships this weekend, tomorrow? I'm rooting for
1: the Bengals. Uh, go
0: is, Cincinnati. Is
1: the Super Bowl tomorrow?
0: Uh, no, I meant like uh, it's it's the Super Bowl's a couple weeks out, but as people listen to this, it might be like right before the Super Bowl. Isn't that exciting to think about, Kyle? So,
1: so <laughs> exciting, I can barely stand it. No, I, I, I have no idea who's in the Super Bowl, or what teams are left?
0: I'm sorry that the San Diego Chargers aren't in it, and uh, no longer in San Diego. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. All right, uh, so we're gonna go Before, back. Wait, to- Wait, for uh, the
1: record, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's
0: this. You're gonna place a big bet right now. You're gonna tell people how to bet.
1: No, no, no. Just um, the what's funny. On Desiring God, there's this article called "The Biggest I or was it "The Biggest Temple in Town"? And it's a picture of a uh, football stadium. That's in Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the church I grew up in, and they built a giant, yeah, a huge stadium. It yeah. cost over a billion dollars to make. Yeah, USA so Bank, US, If you want to Google this, friends at home, Google U.S. Bank Stadium, downtown Minneapolis. It's uh, it's quite the thing.